Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity. And the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Deal or No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey, everybody, what's going on? Rob Sestrino back with another Power Hour here with one of the greats from this latest season of Survivor. Very excited to be catching up here today with the SIA Award winning Katura Tops. Katura, how are you? Hi, Rob. I like that. SIA Award winning. Yes. I'll take it. Yes. Uh, Katura, how are you? I am doing very, very well. You know, I can't complain. It's been a whirlwind experience. Mm-hmm. A lot of craziness, a lot of chaos, yeah. and somehow I landed on the other side and fourth place and a $100,000 recipient. So yes. things yes. could okay. be worse. You know, Wait. yeah, uh, things, how are, about things are really good. Your reaction to uh, being uh, Sia's, I guess, most favorite contestant from Survivor yeah. 45. Yeah, those, those were her exact words. It was so crazy because... She called me the day after the finale premiered and I was like, no, no, no. You know, it it was so many things that happened in my experience of Survivor that I didn't really know how people were responding to me overall. And because there was so much that I had to like process myself, I totally hadn't fully thought about what if you win the C award? What you know, I, I'm a Survivor fan. I know the C award is out there. I know there's the big one and then the, the you know the smaller ones. But I had no idea that she was thinking about me. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, when Sia called me, one of the first things she said was, um, "I was so moved by how powerful your whole journey on Survivor was, and I resonated with your story in so many ways." And it just reminded me that like I was totally right to be open and honest and authentic the whole time. And I'm so proud that I did that. Okay. Uh, well, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Um, looking forward to uh, going uh, deeper into that journey that we got yeah. to see over the course of the season. And I went back and I watched the interview that we did uh, the day after the finale. And I thought you really explained your game uh, really, really well there that day. And uh, just like in context with the finale, it really did change uh, the way that I uh, ended up 
getting your story where that, mm-hmm. you know, where we factor in like your your backstory and the way it was yeah. told. Like, I really think that you have this super unique perspective of like the ultimate outsider in the game where you yeah. were the bellow who didn't really feel like they fit in at bellow. And then you were and then you were the person that was with the Reba who wasn't really a Reba. And I feel like that you are able to have like this uh, really interesting context for everything that happened in Survivor 45. Every single thing, every single thing. And I wasn't even the bellow who didn't, you know, feel like I didn't fit in. I was the bellow that was excluded. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't the Reba member who didn't think. I was the Reba member who was after a four strong alliance had already been formed. And it, it felt very reminiscent of a lot of the things that I've gone through in my life where it was like, here are the cards, here are the facts. And you're at the bottom, you know, like you guys saw a little bit of my story on the show. But, you know, if you just take a moment and imagine what it feels like to have had your life start that way, right? Like I I divulged a little bit about the extreme religious cult that I was raised in growing up. Um, And I think people got small glimpses of it. But if you could just kind of imagine what it feels like to be a 13 year old girl, And, you know, I was engaged to a 68 year old man at the time. And that was my life. That was my normal. That was my day to day. Everybody celebrated. It was it was a beautiful thing. Um, And then eventually to leave that and be like, oh, shoot, that wasn't normal. Like those were the cars that were dealt to me. I didn't pick those hands. You know, I would love to have not started life that way. But those are the cars that are dealt to me. And then, bam, I have this skin and I have this body and I have this queerness. And you're mind says, yikes, things are going to be scary. I'm going to get all these cars that I didn't see coming and I have to figure out a way to survive it. And it kind of like mirrored that in the game. It was like, I would have loved to have a tribe that, you know, slightly even kind of said, let me welcome you in. But that just wasn't what was happening. And, you know, all of these other things that happened along the way. And I just kept going back to, you got to survive. It doesn't matter. You got to survive. Yeah. And yeah, you did uh, such a great job uh, with that. Like, I really felt like that in terms of like what you brought to the game, you had like a, you know, a, a Sandra-esque of like style <laughs> of play of, you know, just, you know, making it through uh, all these different votes. So I-, I would love to get from your perspective, your story of like, what was it like at Bello in the early days of the game? <laughs> Uh, you know, I think like day one and day two, things were awesome. I I found this alliance. There are three girls there. We all have September birthdays. They seem really cool. We're all vibing together. I honestly thought in the beginning of the game, I got handed the best set of cards because I'm like, oh, I was going into the game saying I'm 29. There's a girl here that's 29. I'm gay. There's a girl here that's gay. There's a girl here that's from New York. You know, all that's referencing Kelly, right? Yep. And I'm like, check, 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 check. Like, this is an easy layup. Then I have Kendra. Kendra is lovable no matter what, right? So in the beginning, I really thought Bello was great. And honestly, when I I remember seeing Bruce um, at the airport and being so excited and being like, oh, my God, now I have Bruce, who I had already started, you know, rooting for and championing for after watching season 44. And I'm like, there's another black person here. It just felt like everything was great. And then very quickly, that facade just crumbled. And it was very adamant. It was very apparent that that things were not going to work out for me at Bello. Okay. Um, 
what started to happen that made you feel that way? Honestly, I think um, the biggest thing is it's Bruce. And I, you know, I think that a lot of people are really confused about our dynamic and what happened on the show. And and it the, the show kind of paints it like he's just doing silly little things. And I'm just like, ah, I'm annoyed at that. Um, but in reality, you know, there was something much more serious that was happening. Um, and I started to be able to feel the aggression that he had towards me and like the hostility. And, you know, when, when someone is around you and like, you know, just your very existence, who you are pisses them off, you know, it, you can feel it. There's no way around it. And that's what I started to pick up on that energy from Bruce very early on. Now, just as a caveat, you guys know I'm an attorney, you know, I've been an attorney for nearly a decade and that's an extremely male dominated field. So I'm used to being around all different types of men. Like this is, this is my livelihood. Like I must know how to navigate men in order to survive. You don't get to go from being a poor cult black girl in Missouri to being able to be in rooms with partners at law firms, millionaires, CEOs, presidents, right? Most of those people are men. Um, and I have to be able to navigate them. And, and that doesn't even include all my other identities that trigger and bother men in different ways. Right. So I'm like, I'm like a masterclass dealing with men. Like I'm a masterclass on how to navigate them. And so I remember with Bruce, I would just say, okay, well, he's not receptive to me in this way. Let me go into my bag of skills and pull out another one. You know, what does he need? He needs an ego stroke. He needs a girl that he believes is submissive. He needs to believe that I'm intellectually dumb. Like, whatever I need to do, let me do that. And it wouldn't work. I just kept getting hit wall after wall after wall. And it wasn't even just like this person dislikes me. It was like this person strongly feels a negative feeling about me to the point where it was apparent in everything he did. And it was only with me. And so at some point, you know, I started to realize this isn't a Keturah thing. This is a Bruce thing, whatever he's bringing in from the world. And I already know, even just being in Survivor a few days, the little time that you're there, Survivor pulls all that, all that baggage and stuff that you have, it's coming out. It's coming out when you're alone on an island, right? And so the things that you're not expecting to come out are coming out. And I could see that it was uniquely to me and that there was a, an unnecessary aggression. So I started to sit and ask myself, you know, what is it? Like, you know, who do I remind him of? What association does he have with people that look like me or people with my identity that's making him react this way? And I kind of hate that I did this, but I, I'll be honest, I took time and I kept being like, you know, is it, you know, maybe black girls rejected him in high school. And like, I remind him of that, or maybe his daughter is going through a rebellious stage. And I remind him of that, like trying to figure out what the thing was that was causing that. Um, and at some point I had to just revert back to that Keturah who has been surviving in the world, who's been hit with a bunch of circumstances that I can't control with a bunch of people who have their own issues and concerns that have really nothing to do with me and say, I can't keep trying. At a certain point, you've shown me that this is not a space I'm going to be received in. And now I have to say for my own survival, I have to navigate away from you. And that's kind of how it felt at Bellow. It felt like, 
you know, Bruce had the loaded gun and was pointing at Katura all the time. And my every day, I'm just like, how do I be as yeah. invisible and as tiny as possible to make sure I don't get hit with that? Because not only is this person carrying all of that, this person is leading my tribe. This person is the oldest person on my tribe. He's a, a military person. They're respected, right? Brando and Jake are saying, oh my God, I view Bruce as my dad. I view Bruce as my coach. And, you know, Brando and Jake are young boys. Like they're, you know, they're in their 20s. They're 20 something year old boys. And there's this almost 50 something year old man. And they're literally having like dad starry eyes, right? Mm -hmm. And Bruce made it clear you're either in with him or you're not like there's no in between. And so once he pulled in Kelly, it was kind of like Kendra and Katura are on the outs and we know damn sure Katura is not getting in because of his, whatever his personal issues are. And so I was kind of like, what are the odds that I have this dynamic where this person's energy towards me is almost acceptable because there's no one here who would stand up and say, no, nah, that's not OK or that's not cool. And just the way the dynamics worked and the power exchanges, that's where we were. OK, so you have this dynamic and I know that you're rooting for the swap. And then it's a very unfortunate swap not for you. Not rooting for the swap, begging, begging for the swap. swap. Praying um, to the gods every night. And, and, gods. and you end up with uh, with with Jake and, and Bruce and Kelly but now here comes Caleb also. And I thought that that was a very interesting relationship yeah. between you and Caleb. And I, I would love to hear you talk a little bit uh, about uh, that dynamic. Oh, my God. I loved Caleb. Still do. Like, by the way, I, I love everybody. You know, I don't have any yeah. currently negative views of people. I just try to be honest about what was happening in the game. Um, and I guess I'll say this at Bello. I kind of felt I was in the fetal position and just like, there's nowhere I can get in. I can't navigate here. You know, it was pretty apparent early on. Kelly left the girls and went to the boys and Kendra and I would meet all the time and be like, do you think Kelly's with us? Do you think Kelly's with us? I think she's with the boys. So it was clear that we didn't even have a strong alliance within the girls. And so I felt like I was just kind of like in this little position where it's like, there's no inroads for me to do. And I have to just wait this out. Then we switch tribes and here comes Caleb. And I'm like, oh, an outsider. You know what I mean? Like in my mind, I'm like, this is the dysfunctional family where crazy shit is happening behind closed doors. And ooh, an outside person is going to come in and be like, oh, that's not normal. That's not acceptable. And call out some of these things. And I I don't I shouldn't have put all that energy into Caleb in, in terms of my expectations. But I really kind of viewed him a little bit as a savior. Like it was really like. Caleb is a rational person. He's logical. He's intelligent. He's going to be able to see outside of this Bruce Bellow bubble that's been created where everybody's kind of just blindly following Bruce. Um, and that's exactly what it was. He was the first person to talk with me. And like we have real strategy conversations and he was actually cool, too. Like the energy in Bellow was that Katura was almost not even to be trusted, to be intellectually capable of even strategizing. Like it was like everything I tried to do, it was like a, no, you're not good enough for that. No, 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 no. We, you're not going to be able to strategize with us. You're not going to be able to do, you know, any gameplay on a serious level. And so when Caleb came, it was kind of like, oh my God, thank God I'll be able to play the game with him. And I knew that Bruce, uh, Jake and Kelly were 
type three. And I knew that I'm not going to be able to get in there, right? I've already tried that a hundred different ways, but Caleb will be able to get in there. And so it was like, Caleb, you go in, you get close to Kelly, you get in there, you get that vibe going on. And then you come back and you bring information to me and anything I have, I'll give it to you. But I clearly don't have as much to give because I'm at the bottom. So that's how our relationship kind of started. There was one point where, okay, you are off on your own and you're looking for the idol. And then everybody comes back and (laughs) they kind of catch you in the act. And you ask Caleb about that. And Caleb tells you, yeah, everybody saw you. And you had such an interesting reaction that you you really lit up when Caleb told you that the other people had seen you. I was so grateful. I was so grateful, Rob. I was starved. I can't explain to you. So if you think of how I'm describing Bello, think of it as just intensifying at Lulu because now there is no, maybe Bruce's, it was the only person who was slightly with me was Kendra and she's gone now. There's no Kendra at Lulu. So, uh, New Lulu is just Bruce, Kelly, and Jake world. Like they they are the power. They are in control. There is not, nothing to stop them. So everything kind of intensified. And so things became a little more obvious. And what would happen is they would just all leave me. They would just all walk away and be gone for a while. They'd all go to the water well together. And you know, as Survivor, you're supposed to keep up appearances. Oh, we're going to get water. Or, oh, we're going to. There was no need to do that because who would be bothered? Katura. And what can you do? Nothing. You're on the bottom. You're a nothing to us. You're inconsequential. And so they would do these really um, clear actions that would reiterate to me that everything I felt at Bellow, because at Bellow I felt it, but I couldn't like exactly pinpoint it, right? I can't say, but this action showed me that. At Lulu, they were doing the actions. And so when Caleb said, hey, by the way, we saw you looking for the idol, it was like, oh, finally, someone is talking to me, engaging with me, doing anything with me. And I felt like this was the first indication of showing support. So I'm like, of course. And by the way, I don't feel any uh, guilt or negativity for looking for the idol at that point, because why should you? I'm never going to apologize for trying to survive. Yeah. If you've excluded me and you've made it clear a hundred percent, like, and it wasn't just like we have an alliance and you're not in our alliance. It was hostile energy. It was, ugh, don't, I don't want to talk to you about strategy today. Or, ugh, you know, Bruce is yelling at me and gets to call me dumb and like all these things and nobody says or does anything. So it wasn't even like, I'm going to be connected to these people on a human level or a gameplay level. It was very much like, you're on the outs and we can't wait to go to tribal fast enough. Um, And so, of course, I'm going to look for an idol. Yeah. Of course, like people are like saying, oh, Couture, that's so sloppy. And I'm like, it's almost interesting to me that the focus is on my reaction to being excluded rather than the fact that I was yeah. excluded. Look, uh, th- that's uh, crazy talk to say you shouldn't look for the idol in, in that spot. Um, I want to go back to something you told Mike Bloom uh, before the game started. You said the thing he, he Mike asked you, what's the thing that you're most looking for in an ally? You told Mike that what you want is 
<laughs> illogical loyalty. And it's so first off that you, you never got that from anybody uh, throughout the <laughs> whole game. Not even close. No, but I felt like that the, the thing that sort of like connected those two things for me was like that, that when Caleb told you that people saw you looking for the idol, like that was like you were like, yes, yes, this is like what this is. Now we're talking like that you finally like somebody gave you that loyalty that you wanted just in that fleeting moment. That, that yeah, was like the I mean, one time you got that. I well, I, I won't say that because if we foreshadow a little bit, honestly, I got more loyalty from Reba than anybody in the entire game. Um, but I will say it, it's so ironic that in my pre-game interviews, I said all I want is illogical loyalty. I almost wanted the way Julie and Austin were loyal to D. Like I wanted somebody to do that to me. And the irony is, I didn't have people who even were loyal to me when it was logical. <laughs> like even when it made sense and say keep Couture in as a number, you know, when we get to the merge and things like that, people were just dropping me constantly. And so I thought it was a little hilarious, but I don't really think that Caleb represented that loyalty to me in a serious way. It like, Honestly, him calling out that, oh, we saw you call for the idol. That was actually the only thing he ever did to me. That was an indication of loyalty. And was I was so starved for yeah. it that I was like, I'll take the crumb for sure. But, it, you know, in hindsight, in the larger scheme of things, it really wasn't actually that much loyalty. OK, so a very big thing that happens is so then uh, Bruce finds the beware advantage and then they exclude you in uh, <laughs> looking for uh, this. Bruce finds it and, uh, you know, Jake had said, even at the point where they were doing the rings thing, Bruce had already found uh, the yeah. idol. And so uh, he was just messing with uh, Jake at that point to see how long he would go with it. So then, but this is like you are when you do find out about this uh, in a little bit, uh, I, I guess we could, we could talk about that then. But yeah. was, did, did, yeah. did you notice something weird was going on at that point? With the rings at the moment? Yeah. Um. The crazy thing is in that. So Jake had lost his rings before that moment and they were either his grandma's or his girlfriend's, but they were connected to somebody important in his life. And those are the two people he talked about all the time, Nana and Courtney. Those are, you know, so I love Nana and Courtney. Now I'm like, I, I care about Nana and Courtney, my heart, you know? So, and I remember when he lost them before he was crying. And so we all got emotionally invested. I felt connected, you know, like, I don't want to see another person sad about this. So when he lost them the second time and we were just about to hit the merge beach. And at this point, the boat is already there and we already got the note. You got 10 minutes to get your stuff together. So time is of the essence. I immediately felt bad for him. And I remember being like, oh, my God, Jake. Don't worry about anything. We had all these papayas and things that we had to grab to put on the boat to take over to the merge beach. And I was like, don't worry about anything. Y'all just focus on that. I'm going to go over here doing this. And it's so funny because that's how I explained it to D later on. I'm like, I'm over here in the boat loading damn papayas. And they're over here fucking fighting a Bruce or, or sorry, fighting Bruce's idol. Like it was so like, are you kidding me? But in the moment, I had no idea. Honestly, I didn't because the ruse was so elaborate. It was so extreme and it was it went way longer than they showed on the episode. And it was very dramatic. And oh, my God, and we got to, you know, and all of that. And so, you know, people think that the ring is what really turned me, you know, was my last was like the thing that turned me over. But in reality, the ring was the last draw. The ring was. 14 days of people showing me that they 
don't value me, that I am not going to be viewed as a ally in any real sense of the word. And and then the ring was the confirmation that, you know what, you unequivocally know now for a fact, they will make an elaborate ruse to hide information from you. They will do all of that just to make sure you don't have key information in the game. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not how I define an ally. From the girl who wanted blind, you know, loyalty. Yep. Like, and now you're telling me that you did all of the, and all of you guys were in it. It was such a clear, it was, it was like the relationship where you're like, I think my partner's doing this. I think they're doing it. And then, yeah, bam, you walk in the room and you see the action and you're like, okay, this is the slap in the face of you must accept reality at this point. Because I had kept kind of pretending that it wasn't, you know, it's your tribe. It's your people. Like, I was like, no, Bella, we can work together. We can work together. And then at Lulu, I was like, okay, I didn't want this, but hey, let's suck it up. We can make it work again, you know, still keep trying. And I was already in that mentality of working with them again because I knew we were all going into the merge together and the numbers were critical. Okay, so when you get to Mergatory, you get to pick which team uh, you want. Did you get any blowback for like, hey, how come you didn't pick (laughs) us? Or the, the teams were so lopsided. Not then. in the game, but um, afterwards, people have been like, we were so annoyed that you were being like, hmm, should I pick this one or should I pick that one? When it was clear that Blue was like, obviously. Who, the, the players or people on social media? The players. Okay. That, my, my tribe mates. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, we knew you weren't going to pick red. Just go ahead and tell us, you know, you're not going to pick red. Yeah. Well, but you were right. Moment, huh? You were right. You picked the right side. Yeah, I knew I was going to pick blue five seconds after I saw it. But at this point, I'm coming from being literally so nothing at the bottom that I am doing everything I can to just pacify everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. All right. Um, Caleb is the name that's on everybody's lips that whole day. Jake had told me that uh, that you were actually with uh, him, uh, two of the most vocal people about trying to uh, keep Caleb safe uh, before mm. that. Was that oh, your recollection? Uh, that this day makes me so frustrated. Yes, I was probably the number one person, the most vocal about trying to keep Caleb. Mind you, this is the first person that's shown me a little loyalty and connection as I'm feeling really low. But also from a strategic standpoint, we knew going into the merge that the way the tribes were split, Bello either lost Kendra or Brando. We, we didn't know which one, but we knew Bello lost a number and that would be our first number down. There is no Lulu, right? Their tribe is already disintegrated. So we know going into the merge, it's going to be a very much Reba versus Bello, Red versus Blue. And this is the critical moment that you need those numbers. So at New Lulu, all of us got together, Bruce, Kelly, Jake, me, Caleb, and we all said, let's put everything to the side. We're going into this merge. We need these numbers. Caleb will now be the replacement Bellow for, you know, turned out Brando was gone. Caleb will fill that number. So Bellow at least has a fighting chance and we can have even numbers with Reba. And let's go in and make sure we take down a Reba. And to me, that is the most logical strategic thing to do, no matter what my experience has been the past 14 days. We have to do that because otherwise they're going to pick us off one by one. And so walking into the merge, there is already an expectation that if anybody even mentions Caleb's name, we're going to shoot it down. And immediately at the merge uh, meal, Bruce calls out Caleb. And I'm like, 
you gotta be kidding me. Like, <laughs> like we, we need, we need this. Right. And so I gave Kendra slack because at the merch feast, Kendra hadn't connected with us yet. And so she didn't know that we were pulling in Caleb as a bellow number, but Bruce did. And so I'm trying to push people to kind of ignore Bruce, but like not in a way that's, you know, too much because I already have this connection with him. Um, And so by the time we get onto the beach and Caleb's name is circling around, that was that was Bruce's doing. Reba did not want to pull out a name of a bellow because it was clear we're, we're at the beginning of war. Right. And they didn't want to throw the first big blow. And so when Reba handed up Jay and they were pretty much like, yeah, let's get rid of Jay. I was like, dinner on a platter. Take it. It doesn't matter if she's the lowest level Reba. It doesn't. She's a red. Let's get her out. Let's do it. And so the fact that Caleb's name was even out there and that it was from somebody who was on our team, somebody on our tribe who had sacrificed and gave up this number, it was extremely frustrating. But it just it was like another indication of why I can't work with Bello, because their leader is Bruce. And he was an extremely emotionally volatile person. I mean, this is someone who looked at Caleb, got you know, insecure or whatever it was, felt that and immediately started going off and saying, let me give up Caleb. That's the most illogical thing to do. None of us were thinking we're going to go to the end with Caleb and win the game with Caleb. Caleb was being Caleb. He was smiley and smart and cool and touch. He was doing the things that make him a threat. And that's why we know we're not going to keep him forever. But in this moment, we must keep him. And to see my entire tribe kind of placate to Bruce and say, you know, oh, okay, well, you know, fine. To the point where now you've told all the Reba people they can vote for, for Caleb. And now you got Kelly saying, okay, we'll vote for Caleb. And Jake, you know, it, it kind of was like, what, I can't fight for this anymore. But I, I fought really hard to keep Caleb in the game. Um, I fought extremely hard. I would say me, number one, and then probably Kelly, number two. And I think Jake was, you know, adamant about it as well. But Jake was really close to Bruce. And I think that Bruce being so adamant, like Caleb's got to go, Caleb's got to go. He kind of gave into that as well. I want to talk about the split tribal council because I think this is a really yeah. big jumping off point uh, in your game. Okay, so we, uh, we saw a lot of this story really from the perspective of, you know, Jake and Caleb and what they were going to try to do and, and they were going yeah. to try to pitch you. But we didn't really get to see so much of like what your day was like uh, there. And so I uh, would love to hear a little bit about like, did did the Reba people come in and pitch you or were you already ready to jump ship and you started engaging the Rebas? You know damn well I went to them. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I, and I bring up uh, Bruce volunteering Caleb's name because for me, that was kind of like another really hard indication that Bellow's cohesiveness and energy and strategic gameplay was not equal to what I would think was right. Like, I was like, this is illogical. And I remember even saying it to Kendra, we can't get rid of Caleb. And she would literally kind of dismiss it. And it wasn't until Kelly was like, no, Couture is right. We got to get rid of a Reba girl. And so little things like that showed me, I won't have a voice here. These people won't, uh, you know, take to work, to wait anything that's coming from my name. And they'll make emotionally volatile decisions because you have somebody emotionally volatile at the heels. So after all that with Caleb and now our key member 
has been had their name written down by every single person in the tribe and has this even bigger target on them, I knew there was nothing I could do. Then once Jake told me about the rings, I went to Reba and I approached them. I approached Dee and Austin actually. And I kind of was just talking to them um, and explaining, I need a home. I need a home. And, and the crazy thing is, I'll always say this, this is the most important thing for me to highlight is, Yes, on a strategic level, I knew that it would be safer for me particularly to ride with Reba and then try to knock them off at the end than to stay with Bello, who was happy to you know, serve me up as a sacrifice at any moment. I do feel like if I wasn't safe at the merge vote, I would be the J of Bello, the yeah. one that they volunteered to give up. And so I knew on a strategic level I had to do that. But honestly, on a personal level, D, Austin and Julie hands down some of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. And they were so nice. They were so genuine to the fact that I was like, ooh, they're so genuine. They won't see it coming when I slice their throat because they don't they don't even believe in slicing throats. You know what I mean? They were really like good, genuine people. I mean, Julie and I were crying together and holding each other the first day we met on the merge. Austin, I will say it till I die shockingly the most kind person. I, I was like, how are you this beautiful and this kind? Like clearly something must be going on here. And so it was, we connected as humans. And I felt again, that starved for give a fuck, that starved for people who care, who are nice, who are gentle, who listen yeah. to you, who assume you have intellect, who assume that you are able to talk. And then on top of that, me being like, look, I'm open to a home. And I told them I will do what I what I can in my power to show you that I'm with you. If you show me that you're with me and they said, we absolutely got you. And we talked for hours. I mean, I'm truncating the, the, the conversation, but we talked for hours. And so by the time the Caleb vote happened, it was like, let's go. Let me, let me show you. Were they dead set on Caleb or could you have uh, gotten them to, Hey, if you want me to vote with you, uh, it has to be Jake. I'll give you a bellow, but I want it to be Jake. No, uh, they meant they were set on Caleb and I wouldn't have suggested Jake anyway, because the best part about the Caleb vote to me was Caleb was already a dead man walking. So I felt that I was in this really unique position where I could sneak over, flip to Reba, come back to Bello, and nobody would give me any blowback because Caleb was already a dead yeah. man walking. I absolutely agreed that um, the the best strategic gameplay would have been for Bello to keep Caleb in the game. But the time for that fight was at the merge. By the time we're at day 14 and we're split and now Caleb has this huge target on him, the, it's too late. We've already lost him. And I did not feel that it was my job to clean up Bello's dirty work, to be taking a chance of one in three going to rocks going to rocks at final 12, which is insane anyway, because you guys allowed Bruce to make this mess. And, and now I'm, I'm supposed to be the savior and make sure Caleb doesn't go. It, it was illogical all the way around. Yeah. Um, and so I, I knew that if I painted it on Caleb went home, they would all be like, oh, well, we get it. Like he was already on his way out. There's nothing you could do. And Jake was very erratic at that time. Um, and so I knew that I could come back to Bello and be like, look at Jake, he's a little erratic. And and that's exactly what happened. And so I, I basically got no blowback in the game 
from that happening because none of them knew that I was behind it. Okay, so you're in such an interesting position now that you voted with Reba at the yeah. previous vote and you come back, but you're still uh, going to be uh, working with the women of Bello here yeah. on this next vote, which is going to be when Kelly gets blindsided. Did you have the inkling? Did they give you a heads up that it was going to be Kelly? We planned it together. Yes. I 100% knew it was going to be Kelly because so after the Caleb vote, um, you know, we come back and we're planning the next vote together, uh, me and some of the Reba people. And I remember that, you know, Drew was like, Katura, tell us who you want. And so now we want to repay you for the Caleb, right? Like we want to show you. But really, it was pretty obvious that I wanted Bruce to go. Like I said, I mean, I felt like as long as Bruce is in the game, I don't even get to freely relax my shoulders and play the game because there's somebody who just dislikes who I am, period. And that's never going to stop. Even at my lowest threat level, like at this point, I am not, I am not a threat in the game. But it, but Bruce is like, get her out, get her out, get her out, get her out, right? So I have to take that monkey off my back anyway. Um, and so it wasn't really like a trust thing between me and Reba for them to say, we'll take out Bruce because obviously them taking out a big guy on the Bellow side is good for them. And obviously I'm going to say that because they know that I've been pretty much going through a torturous situation the whole a few days because of him. So it didn't really feel like there was trust. And when Bruce got immunity or an idol or something happened where Bruce and Jake weren't viable options, D and Julie came to me and they said, you know, we're thinking about if we can't do Bruce, can we do? And she was like, so almost hesitant to say her name to me. And I was like, who? And she was like, Kelly, like, are you okay with Kelly? Because at that point, it still looked like the Bellow girls were together. And I was like, oh my God, I have been dying to say Kelly, but I couldn't say it because I only just connected with Reba. And Kelly and Dee were getting really close. And so my fear was if I say Kelly to them, Dee might go back, you know, and I already know Bello is looking for an inkling of a reason to say vote Couture out. So I couldn't say it. And so as soon as Dee said it to me, I was like, yes. And I kind of gave her the assurance that I won't be bothered by that. And she was like, you sure? And she was like, I promise you that me and Kelly's relationship is really friendly. It's not strategic. We're not going over strategy together. We're just like, we like each other. So she was like, I'm down if you're down. I was like, I'm down. And we did the same thing we did with the Druva. Like we all, but it was Julie there too. And it was me, Dee and Julie. And we're like, yes, let's get Kelly. So Dee wanted me to vote Kelly with them. But I was like, um, why don't I vote Jake? Because we know all the Bellow girls are going to vote Jake. And this way it doesn't look like I'm with right. uh, you guys. And so before, and I was like, and I'll be able to still be with Bello and get information and make Kelly comfortable. And, and right before the vote, me, Kelly, and Kendra are together. And Kelly's so nervous. And she's, you know, telling me and Kendra, I think they're going to get me. I'm not sure. And Kendra's just being sweet, Kendra. And she's like, absolutely not. They are not. We are not writing your name down tonight. I'm like, absolutely not. That is no, you know, no way that's going to happen. Um, and just terrified of will this blindside actually work? Because that will be the first thing that will really solidify me on the other side with them. And then it was a successful blindside. Okay. So you uh, have Kelly out of the game. And then this yeah. is uh, where everybody goes to uh, the three, three, and three. And yeah. you actually uh, end up losing your vote because, yeah. of the, because of the challenge. Yeah. And, you know, because as Emily couldn't pull the last darn rope thing out. It was that close. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, it was very close. And so, you know, now looking back at this and hearing your story, I'm kind of wondering, were you happy to lose your vote? No, I wasn't. And I only say that because that I feel like that, especially in this new era of Survivor, sometimes, especially like at this point in the game, it's not the worst thing in the world to lose your vote, especially when you're playing a game like you and maybe you want to hide that you're going to vote against Kendra. Yeah, it was definitely helpful that I could still hide, but we had already established, like the plan was until even Bruce is gone, I was going to be hiding back. Um, behind the, maybe I'm still with Bello. So it wasn't even like if I had a vote, I mean, it was kind of like inconsequential for me at that moment. Cause I knew I was going to do it no matter what. Um, but I also was still like, I'm a, I'm a player and I don't want to not have a vote. You know what I mean? Yeah. And was Kendra basically like, um, I, I don't want to say a, a lost cause, but like, I know that you had had like a relationship with her from the pregame. Yeah, was there, yeah. was there any sort of like incentive for you to try to keep her around as long as possible? Yeah, you know, actually, I had wanted to keep Kendra around for a while because she was kind of a a neutral one. Like Kelly was like, you are for sure a threat. You got to go no matter what. And you're tight with Bruce and Jake. And like there's like there was no way for me to keep Kelly in the game. It made no strategic sense. So having her out was a win win win. Kendra was a little more complicated. And it was like, I'm not sure, especially if I could cultivate this relationship with her, if I could still pull her in. But me and Kendra's last day together was uh, day seven on Bello. And that was like a really difficult day for me. That was like the first day where Kendra kind of, I felt jumped on board with the Bello energy of like, we get to kind of not treat Couture the best. And that was the first day she had ever done that to me. And it was very shocking. It was during this crazy challenge. And we talked about it later and she apologized. And it was just, but for me in the moment, it was very much like, Oh, okay. You know, because I had never been bothered by Kendra trying to cozy up with the Bruce Kelly Jake Alliance because I was like, it's going to be you or me if we if we go to tribal. So do what you got to do to, you know, self preserve yourself. But after that moment um, on our last days at Bello and then when we came back together at the merge feast, our relationship was kind of like in the air, like unclear. And I felt like I was trying to recultivate that, but we really just never reconnected. And then what really sealed it for me was the night of Kelly's blind side, when we all come back from the beach, (laughs) you know, there's a little bit of tense energy because it's like, oh my God, yay, we got this amazing blind side to happen. But Kelly left in such a dramatic energy that the emotional energy was like a little like, damn, did we just, you know, ruin somebody's dream, you know? And Kendra, what the hell, guys, yeah, exactly. Kendra calls it to this day. She calls it her performance. But in the moment, I didn't know it was a performance. And all I see is Kendra just, oh, my God, my number one is gone. She's like literally physically rolling down the beach like, oh, but like doing all of this. And I'm just like. Okay, so I come over to try to like fakes, you know, comfort her. And oh, my God, I can't believe Kelly's gone, too. And what she tells me is she's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get Emily to vote however I want her to vote. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, oh, I'm super close to Emily. And I'm like, really? This is a relationship I didn't know was happening. And she was like, oh, yeah. Do you remember when I went to Lulu in the beginning, um, you know, when Hannah quit? 
she went to Lulu and she was like, so I saw Emily and me and Emily got close. And then when Emily was on New Bello, I got even closer to her. And she's so close to me now. She views me as like one of her number ones in the game and she'll do anything I ask her to do. And I'm going to tell her that she should feel so guilty that she got Kelly out the game that she should do da-da-da-da for me. And I was like, huh. And then she was like, and you know what? I'll be able to convince Austin and Drew to do the same. And so I'm just seeing this huge alliance, this other really powerful source that I'm not a part of with people that I don't know that I don't have these connections with. And it's connected to Kendra, who is already not, you know, in a strategic space for me. So it just kind of felt like I don't need anybody who's having relationships with other people that I'm excluded from. Okay, so now two more Bello are gone, but yet Bruce is still yeah. here in the game. And uh, that Bruce suddenly he seems to have like uh, warmed up to you enough where that he feels like that he can trust you with this information about his idol. And what like what what change is Bruce just desperate at this point? No, uh, Bruce did not warm up to me. I worked my ass off. Bruce is not the kind of guy who's going to be like, I strongly dislike you. You know what? Now I feel okay with you. That's not Bruce's personality. You won him back over. I I didn't win him over. I just worked really, really hard. Like every single day, what you don't see is me being like, yeah, Bruce, tell me what you think. I think we should do this. Like, And so when I lost my vote, that was a moment that was positive because I was like, tell me what to do. Whatever you want me to do, Bruce, I'll do it. I just don't have a vote. you know. And I kept kind of coming to him with this like, I need you to lead me energy, which I knew that's what he responded to most. And so by the time we got to his vote, um, it wasn't that he told me about his idol voluntarily. He knew that I already knew. And mm-hmm. so he was like, so it, it was common, not like every single person in the whole tribe knew I, at that point before everybody knew except for me anyway. So it was common knowledge. It wasn't like he was sharing something with me and I had been going to him the last few votes and being like, I need your guidance. I need your guidance. And I, when Kelly left, I think he got so broken down when Kelly left and he really understood how she viewed him. And that's his number one. So you can imagine how I felt and I'm his number one target. Right. Um, And so I think he was just in a weakened state and kind of just like, I need anybody. I knew that he wouldn't replace Kelly with me. I knew it would be another it would be anybody but me. And it turned out to be Julie, I think. Um, But I I really think he just was like, oh, I have Keturah now in a space where she'll do what I tell her to do. Mm -hmm. I don't think it was like he trusted me more. It was me working really hard. And for Bruce's blind side, really, you know, I know I absolutely agree. Emily worked really hard to make that happen. And a lot of people are like, Keturah, like, you know, you had all this back and forth with Bruce. Why didn't you do that? And I'm like, I, I was never in a position to do that with Bruce. There, the most that I could get of Bruce was me saying, please, 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 just so you know, I'm I'm totally, you know, dependent and agreeing upon you. And he would believe me enough to trust me. Like the fact that Bruce genuinely believed that I was going to vote with him is speaking volumes about what my game was doing <laughs> yeah. for him. Yeah, not because bad. this is like, I moved the mountain, like <laughs> just to get him to say, Couture is going to vote with me. And I believe it. No way in hell I could go beyond that and be like, let me tell you, Julie's not with you. And the, yeah. like, I couldn't have done that. And he wouldn't have received it from anybody 
like me. We haven't talked too much about Emily. I, I would just love to get yeah. from you a little bit about like what your working relationship was, is because I feel like that you two are kind of like a little bit like in similar positions where you're yeah. kind of like the Reba plus one, but really closest with the women. And she's like yeah. the Reba plus one, but closest but with the Reba with the guys. guys. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. and, and so... Did you feel good about Emily or or were you kind of like okay with uh, the fact that she ended up going out here? I freaking love Emily. Oh my God, I loved her so much. I didn't realize that she was as close to Drew and Austin as I was to Dee and Julie. I think I probably would have been targeting her a little bit earlier, but I did know that I fell in love with Emily. And the fact I was like, the, I'm going off my meter. And the fact that I fell in love with this random girl who I have no connection to from Lulu, she's the last surviving Lulu member. We've seen her come off really harsh and aggressive in the beginning. And now we all love her and we care about her life story. I knew she was a major threat to win. And so at some point it was like, let's get Emily out. But I knew I could work with Emily because Emily gave me what other people didn't, which was just logic. She's just a logical player. So I can say, let's work on getting Julie out together. And she was with me. And actually we planned the Julie vote out together. And I remember the moment that we watched Austin walk down the beach with D and they show it on the episode that they, they, D comes back and he's like, let's go walk down the beach together. And me and Emily get together. We're beside each other. And I'm like, he's telling her right now. And she's like, I think he is too. And like, that's how me and Emily were. So we were planning all these things together. So I, I loved Emily, but I just knew she just had to go. But when you cast your vote, you said, if this doesn't work tonight, if this is Austin's fault. I knew it because I watched him talk and I was like, we should have never told Austin. Like it, it was, I forget what it was, but we were like, he's going to tell her. And she was like, no, no, he's not going to tell. He's not going to tell. And then I think the boys went on a little thing together and they all shared it. And I was like, oh, now Austin. No. So I was so afraid. And I think Emily was actually the one being like, I think so too, but no, I trust him. He's not going to do it. Um, and that's why I said that when I cast my vote, because I felt that Austin's heart, was going to be so connected to D mm -hmm. that yeah. he would spill the beans and he did. Okay. So, uh, Austin ends up picking you to go on the reward, uh, with him and D and there's like, uh, all the funny like pictures and memes the of helicopter. you going, yeah, you going on the helicopter with them. But did that complicate the game, uh, for you in any way as like the Austin and D relationship, uh, became, a, a you know, more than an alliance? Oh my God. Of course. I, it was the biggest complication of the game because at that point, we started to realize that they were a block. It was, you know, almost too late. Um, that's why I end up in the final five with three, two people saying, I absolutely won't vote for D, right? Like that block was a huge deal and it hugely complicated the game. But also I really didn't want to be picked for that reward because I wanted to be back at camp strategizing with them. I had made myself into this position where I'm like this neutrally floater person and every single person on the tribe views me as somebody they could work with for a particular vote. So while I may not have like, oh, me and Emily are in an established alliance, if I'm back at camp alone with her, we'll strategize together and make a plan. Um, so I actually kind of wanted to be there. Like it didn't really benefit me to be on a helicopter ride with Dee and Austin, but it was a helicopter ride on Survivor and it was food. So I was like, okay, I'll take it. What was your ideal final three at this point where you're down to the final six? 
Yeah, great question. It's so interesting because I was watching one of Jake's interviews and I was like, oh, we had the same ideal final three. My final three ideal was um, Jake and Austin, me, Jake and Austin. Well, actually, it was me, Jake and Bruce. That's what I really wanted. Um, But Bruce was so extreme that I was like, if I try to keep him on just to take him to the end, he's going to end up hit killing me in the process and it's going to disturb me. And so it was like, Austin would be um, the safer bet because of the re before I viewed Austin as number four. I viewed D and Drew as their strategic heads and the kind of the masterminds they both had to go. And then like the next level would be Julie, who's like the emotional character we all love and we would all vote for. So she had to go. And Austin kind of didn't pull the emotional strings. He wasn't really the challenged beast threat that we thought he was going to be. And it didn't seem like he was involved in strategy. And mind you, I didn't know about any of his advantages or idols or anything. So I'm like, if I sit beside uh, Austin, I'm only fighting for votes against Austin. I, I didn't think Jake would get any votes. And I was like, Austin's story is I sat safely in this cushy, protected alliance with all these people who did the strategic and physical work around me. And I was just there. And my story is everybody fucking kicked me out and I clawed my way through. That's real surviving. And I, I thought it would be a battle, but I thought I'd be able to pull it through. What we didn't expect was Austin came through at Final Tribal Council. I would I would venture to say, and I'm open to people correcting me if I'm wrong, but I feel like the energy was like, oh, oh, oh. Like we were all shocked because he really did a great job of hiding that he was really as involved. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't even expect Austin to get three votes. Like we thought it was going to be a straight D all the way through. I mean, I thought maybe Bruce, because I, I didn't think Bruce would vote for um, D, but... Uh, yeah, I was shocked when Austin got three. So, I mean, maybe it would have been a, a bad final three, but in the game, from my perspective, I thought that would have been my safest route. I know that you uh, were, you know, uh, really feeling down in even in the game about how the final five ended up playing out. Is <laughs> if you uh, you know could have done that day over again? Is there anything <sighs> that you that you <sighs> could have realistically done differently? Yeah, I could have voted for D. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely, because, um, you know, I think the reason I was beating myself up so much about it and and the reason I've kind of stopped, they're the same, is because I rely on my survival instinct so much, like in the real world, every single day. I've been doing it since I was 10 years old. And I just knew that was going to be the thing that carries me and makes me win this game. My, you know, my survival instinct is so sharp at this point. You don't go through getting pulled out of school at 10, married to a man at 13, going through cults and walking around in this body without being able to say, as soon as somebody's lying to me, bullshitting me, tricking me, whatever, it alert, ding, 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 ding. Like it's loud in my head. And so I have this really sharp survival instinct. And I just knew that that is what was going to give me. It was how I knew, okay, you can't get anywhere with Bruce. You got to move past it. Okay. Bellows excluding you got to get past. It's how I was able to get through. And what happened is it turned out that the instinct was focused on surviving instead of winning. Yeah. And I, I hate that. I hate, Oh my God, I wish I could change it. But I think, 
about all the thousands of times that that instinct has saved me in real life. Like the fact that I'm standing here in front of you today, it's been that same instinct. And I can't get mad at myself for that because that's my body and my gut and everything saying we knew Jake was lying. We knew he was up to something and we knew he had big move itis and it would be something that you would hear and be like, really, that was your plan. And that's exactly what I was like. We did all of that just so I could be shocked in front of the jury. Like, uh, come on, there's another way. There's a better way without making the person who thinks they're going to go home just sit in the I think I'm going to go home. And I, I I own it, by the way, I eat it. Like I let fear, you know, take over me and I made a poor choice. But I'm also like, of course, you don't make somebody believe they're going to go home and just set and be like, yeah, you'll stick to the plan. Like yep. people who are afraid their life is ending in the game are going to do crazy moves. And then, you know, D was crying and it, sure. every sign pointed to they're all going to vote out Katura and I panicked. Okay. All right. Uh, running short on time. Would love yeah, to know, know from sorry. you, okay, that you did such a great job of hiding the fact that you were a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> would you have, had you made the final tribal council, told people in the final tribal council or waited till after people voted? After they voted. After they voted, I really felt strongly that I didn't think people would want to vote for a lawyer. I think I thought that people would feel that you have enough money already. You're doing really good and successful in life. But I was going to divulge a little bit on the final tribal council about my life story, about how I have been surviving for so long um, and then how I use those tools in the game. You've had this uh, amazing story. Uh, so many people uh, felt connected with you. Uh, anything else that you want people to know? I want people to know that I was fighting at every single moment of the game. Like it, it may look like, oh, she's just being silly here or she's just, you know, talking about Bruce for the first half. It, it really was me saying, do whatever you can to survive the game. And I was very shocked at the circumstances that happened and the way the tribe dynamics worked. Um, And it turned out that I was in a space where I had to use my confessionals as my safe space. I had to because there was so much going on and there was nobody to talk to. Like things would happen in camp. There's so much of my surviving that first part of the game experience that just isn't shown that I, the producers would be like, I just saw the way this just happened. Are you okay? Oh my God. He just said that. Okay. Come talk to me about it. And the, so they, it, you know, my confessionals became my safe space, but every moment of the game, I was always focused on surviving the game. And I just wanted an ally. Yep. I just wanted really like, honestly, I just wanted to play the game with people. Okay. Katara in the next 20 seconds, uh, would you play again? <laughs> Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. I just want allies. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully if I play again, I'll get some allies. All right. This was uh, great to catch up with you and uh, so glad we got the chance to do this. All the best outside Survivor. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Rob. Take care, everybody. It. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.